Hey, my name is Jordan Loftus. My wife and I co-founded It's Your Time Wellness almost three years ago. Since we've been able to impact almost a thousand lives to get healthier. And here are four fat loss secrets I wish I would have known 14 years ago, well before we started coaching, because these are the things that actually moved the needle for me when I was able to lose over 30 pounds, and it really, really changed my life, and it's changed uh, my family forever, and so many of our friends, and uh, a lot of our new friends that we've made, and really, I was a perpetual dieter from about the time we got married, maybe a little earlier. We've been married for 14 years now, so when I was 20 years old, I started dieting, and if you Google lose weight fast, I've probably tried every diet that comes up. I did this one diet where I was drinking nothing but cayenne pepper, lemonade. I was literally taking a pitcher of lemonade with cayenne pepper sprinkled into it and this other nasty stuff to work. And I was drinking that at work and I just about fainted. It's actually been on the the office. They were making fun of it. Um, Kelly Kapoor, that character was on it and it was a real thing and I really tried it and it was dumb and it didn't work. In fact, it put me backwards. I remember taking diet pills that had enough caffeine in them to kill a family of squirrels and they would make me shaky and nauseous and one time I just about passed out and was dry heaving on the floor. Yeah, to lose weight, I was doing that. Um, I was doing crazy exercise with like 21 day water fasts and I tried some some like nutritional programs that are good like keto and paleo and just keeping calories under control and like those things are good and they can be good depending on your body type and what works well for you um, and how your mindset is but none of them worked for me and what happened is um, I really took a step forward and two steps back proverbially um, all my endless cycle of crash dieting did was really make me fatter honestly um, it chewed into my muscle mass. I didn't understand that I needed enough protein and that even though the scale might have been going down with some of these things, um, it was actually muscle that I was losing. So I was killing my metabolism and it made me kind of a hangry badger. Um, I, just wasn't, I just wasn't in a great place and I was really self-conscious. My cholesterol was going up. I had out-of-control heartburn. Um, I have some uh, mental health stuff I've dealt with, and I, I just that kept getting worse and worse, and it was all connected. But I didn't really know how to get myself out of the problem. And research tells us, and I've actually linked to this study um, in an article that I wrote on my TypeShare blog. But um, research tells us exactly. This is from the abstract that lifestyle modification is the cornerstone of obesity management, but People have difficulty with adherence, and that's not a shock. We all know, change your lifestyle, change your life, but it's so freaking hard, whether two, like whether 20 pounds or 200 pounds overweight, the problem is the same, is our culture makes it way easier to choose easy over healthy, and often easy is what gets us into the hard place we get stuck in. It's an addictive culture. It's an appetitive culture. It focuses on instant gratification. It focuses on consumption and overconsumption. And everything is literally built and tailored to keeping us hooked from social media to hamburgers. And we have corporations 
that are dedicated to hooking us on the crap that makes us fat from toddler age, right? From sugary, endless cereals to all these empty calories that mess with our insulin and blood sugar and just really jack us up. Um, and so I finally made lasting lifestyle changes that stuck in September of 2019. I saw myself in a family photo, but I didn't recognize myself on the beach in Oregon. And I was horrified because I was like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, no, that guy's me. And, and that was a really crappy feeling. Um, coming home from a trip and not being able to really recognize myself right away, I was like, okay, we're getting to a point where I really need to make some changes, but how the heck do I do this? I've tried and failed and tried and failed, but I really need to succeed this time. Um, and if right now, if you're like me, if, if, if you're like where I was, if you're unhappy with your health, but you've tried everything, I wanna share these four secrets that I discovered. And they're the not-so-secret secrets, but I think the power is in their combination. Um, it's easy to try one of these things at a time or a couple at a time, but when you bring all four of these together, it really does launch you um, towards success. And now I do want to say a quick note. Um, I'm not a doctor. I am a certified health coach. Um, however, um, I, I'm not a doctor, and so you need to work with you know your doctor if you're going to take anything seriously. Um, and you have medical conditions and, and stuff like that. So this isn't specifically for people with diabetes or kidney issues or thyroid issues or anything like that. This is just kind of advice for normal folks like me who just have tried everything and failed um, but don't have any uh, major health complications. So just understand that. Take take this advice um, if, if you're in that stage where you don't have a lot of health complications but you're just stuck. And uh, no matter what fat loss protocol you try next, make sure it's built on these four pillars. Number one, smart nutrition. Number two, habit transformation. Number three, supportive community. And number four, dedicated accountability. Let's hit these one by one. Um, number one, here's a quick checklist for smart nutrition in a weight loss phase. Smart nutrition can mean a billion different things. Um, but here are some of the things that I mean. Number one, enough protein to preserve your muscle mass. Like I said before, you don't want to skimp on protein, especially ladies, because what you'll be doing is losing muscle mass, killing your metabolism, and while the scale will go down for a little bit, you're ultimately putting yourself in a worse spot than you started. And you might ask, well, how much protein is enough protein? This is where um, you're going to need to kick into research mode for you. Some people say, you know, a gram of protein per pound of uh, body weight, and it, it can vary all over the place, but we see for sure no less than probably 100 grams a day. Um, and, and again, if you have kidney problems or whatever, like you got to do, <laughs> you got to work with your doctor, but that's, um, that's a good baseline if you're going to be in a caloric deficit. Um, and number two, low to moderate carb intake to control your insulin response. Carbs aren't bad. They're not evil. Um, however, when you're in an initial weight loss phase, you're probably coming in with insulin and blood sugar levels that are just out of control and insulin kicks us into fat storage, right? And if we have, um, a, a really sensitive insulin response where it's just spiking all the time, our blood sugar's jacked up, um, you're going to have a really hard time moving forward. Um, and so if you keep your insulin or pardon me, if you keep your carbohydrate intake, and that means like sugars and everything like that, 
down to maybe between like 70 to 80 grams um, a day, then you can really get your blood sugar back in balance after about, you know, three to four days. You'll start feeling some nice energy boosts and um, you'll be in a good state. We call it fat burn, um, but that's it's more involved in that. But that's a good target for you. Um, have tons of water. Number three, go for a gallon um, or at least half your body weight in ounces. Um, ladies, you're a little smaller than us dudes, so um, that may not be appropriate for you. But guys, I don't know really any guys that I think should drink less than a gallon of water a day. Um, I do this, and it makes a wickedly big difference. People talk about it. It's easy to undervalue it, but you need it, okay? Um, number four, maintain a calorie deficit. So you, no matter, if, if even if you're eating like all organic foods, this was one of my things is we, we started eating all organic, non-GMO, all these really healthy foods um, and healthy fat sources and all this stuff, but I was still eating too much of them. So just because a food is healthy does not mean you're going to lose fat if you're eating too much. You have to maintain a calorie deficit. There's just no way around it. Um, number, let's see, number five, have lower sodium and supplement electrolytes. What you want to do is, is get your body with the lower carbohydrates and lower sodium. Your body isn't going to retain so much stinking water. However, with lower sodium, you want to supplement electrolytes so you don't get shaky you don't get headaches, that kind of thing. Electrolytes are really important. So you can have, you know, a little supplement you put in your drink. You can do Powerade Zero, Gatorade Zero, Smart Water if you don't want the dyes and that kind of thing. You know, whatever it is, just make sure there's no sugar in it. Um, but electrolytes are really important. And you know what? Pounding pickles is actually a great um, little mini snack that's a bonus for you. Um, number six, quality fiber and adequate vitamins and minerals. You got to look it up, you know, for your for your body, but you want fiber for your gut and uh, you obviously want to keep giving your body the micronutrients that you need. Um, and strategic veggies. Here's the last one, number seven. Um, there's more than this, but these are like my best just kind of off the cuff tips. Um, strategic veggies are awesome because they're going to give you that fiber, those micronutrients. Um, they're going to help with your satiety. They're going to help with so many different things. But why I say strategic is you want to stay away at the beginning here in your fat loss phase. Um, you want to keep away from like corn, peas, starches, carrots, not because they're bad, but because they're higher in carbohydrate content. And even though it's a good carb, like for sure, those are all pretty good foods. Um, it's even though it's a higher or, or a good food, quote unquote, it's going to be higher in carb in carbohydrate content, which will put you over, um, the threshold we talked about. And, and it's, it's not going to help you toward, um, that, that weight loss right away. If you're following this kind of idea that I'm going, that I'm going with and that I, it worked for me and has worked for many others. Um, so that's kind of a quick checklist for the smart nutrition. Number two, uh, a checklist for habit transformation. Now, this is huge. This is like so many books like Power of Habit with Charles Duhigg, Atomic Habits by James Clear, um, Tiny Habits That Will Change Your Life by B.J. Fogg. There's so much good science around this. Um, but fundamentally, we are a product of our habits. These small, usually automatic behaviors really create our results. Um, we know habits have three building blocks. They have a cue, a routine, and a reward. And the cue is the thing that triggers you. The routine is actually the habit you perform. And then we get a reward for performing that habit. So 
if we want to change our habits or transform them, step one is really doing an audit and finding those bad habits so that you can uninstall them. And you uninstall them by finding the cues or the triggers that set them into motion. So instead of just looking at a behavior and being like, man, I shouldn't you know, do all this emotional eating, um, which we'll use an example as an example in a second. I shouldn't do all this emotional eating. And it's like, well, um, right, you, you shouldn't, but what's actually triggering you into that near automatic behavior, the thing that's like um, that, that really gets you um, hooked, so to speak. And so what you want to do is find those cues or triggers. And then step two, you want to replace them with good habits. Um, and, and this can go, like I said, you can go way deeper into this, but really look at like leverage your cues to your advantage. So for example, I was really bad and I still have to, you know, work against this, honest to goodness, um, especially owning two businesses, having small kids, running a ministry, um, doing all this stuff. I, I, and I'm an anxious person or I can tend to be an anxious person. I don't want to speak that over myself. Um, but I, I tend to anxiety if I don't, uh, mind myself. And so I used to mindlessly open the fridge or hit the pantry when I was stressed, when I was anxious, depressed, bored, whatever, when I was in an emotional state, uh, which was very often. And so then my, my cue or my trigger was being in that emotional state and then reaching for the food and eating the food was really like, you know, the routine. So then my new routine um, needed to be stopping myself from just performing that automatic behavior when I was in front of the fridge or in front of the pantry or whatever, or doing the, you know, feeding the kids and tempted to, to eat their little food and do sneaky bites. My new routine needed to be, am I really hungry or am I stuffing an emotion? I needed to ask myself that question. And then I set a timer for 90 seconds before I grabbed any food on my phone, seriously. And, and that actually gets you through probably, this is a made up statistic, but I would say like 80% of your emotional drive to eat, like that intensity wanes and it puts you back into a place of self-control. And, um, you know, then my reward, that third part was it was delayed, but it was there. It was keeping on track with my results and honestly delayed gratification, building that, which I'm still working on as well, um, is the product of this simple routine. And I estimate this cut out the lion's share of my junk eating. Um, there are plenty of others, but that was one example. Um, and here are some other areas to think about in your audit. Um, sleep, nutrition, hydration, motion, mindset, surroundings, um, that's people and places. Um, I'll probably talk about those more as we go on in this podcast and in the content because I really enjoy this and it helps me. Um, but those are six big key areas we call macro habits of health um, that you want to go through an audit as well. Um, number three, a quick checklist here for supportive community. This is huge. This is the thing we undervalue and underestimate time and again. And do an audit here of, of two types of people. Number one, who helps you toward your goals in life? And number two, who triggers you backward? This gets a little bit hard. This requires you to take an honest look at the people in your life and honest to goodness, like we've heard so many times, you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with, children notwithstanding. Um, and here's what it takes. Limit your time with people who get you off track. You can still love them. You can still be friends. Obviously, you're probably family members with a lot of them, but you're not going to win without this shift. 
um, and then increase time with people on the same journey as you or those who have been successful on this journey. And this might mean changing around what your social life looks like for, for the time being or what it revolves around. Maybe the bar is not the best place for you. Maybe restaurants aren't the best place for you right now with your old college buddies who then get the appetizers and chicken wings and everything and you're trying to stay strong and they're like, I'll oh, just have one, just have one and then you have 25. Um, I get it because I've been there. And so really look at your life and say, who are the five people that I would like to be more like, whose, whose lives I would like to take on some of those qualities and invest time with them and then look at the five people in your life who are really taking, who, 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 who are, I, they're not bad people, but they're not helping you get the results you want. Um, and data backs this practice 100%, um, especially concerning your health. And here's a quick tip to um, if, you're, if you're married or have a roommate or whatever, um, if, if your spouse is unsupportive, have a frank conversation and an honest conversation and just ask for their help over the next week or, you know, for starters. And just say, hey, I, I love you. I know you love me. I really need to make this change because I want to walk our kids down the aisle. I don't want to have a heart attack. I'm sick and tired of being too self-conscious to take my shirt off at the pool or not want to, you know, being the being the mom who's sitting on the bench on her phone or being the dad who's just so beat at the end of the day I can't even engage with the kids, right? Say, I don't want to do that or I want to accomplish these things and I'd really like your help and here's what that would look like. Um, but ultimately remember no one controls what goes into your mouth or what you do with your body. Um, but you, you are responsible, but you can recruit help and healthy community is so dang important. And number four, here's a quick checklist for dedicated accountability. There are a few approaches, um, approaches here. I'll share three kind of like a best, a good and a solid, uh, um, and, and combining them all is amazing, but, um, the best is working with an awesome coach. There, There is like nothing like having a coach in your life. Um, Joelle and I have really gone all in on this. We hired a financial coach. We you know, have health coaches ourselves. We have um, people who speak in and mentor us in our businesses, all these things. Um, great coaches change your life and change your results. And for me, it was a guy named Doug Wood, who is still my health coach and one of my business mentors and, uh, and a friend. He kicked my butt when I needed it, and I respected him and, and respect him still, but respected him so much. Um, but he also helped me troubleshoot and get unstuck, and I think that's what's huge is not just having someone to like give you tough love, but also having someone to encourage you and to help you make the small tweaks that lead to success, um, that help you reframe your mindset, that help you um, find some you know hacks or, or better ways to do things where you've gotten stuck. A coach is phenomenal. I know that sounds a little bit self-serving because my wife and I run a coaching business, but we do it because it changes people's lives and it changed our lives and our families. Um, here's here's something good. Uh, work with an accountability partner. This is this is like a, I don't know if it's a catch twenty two, but this can go really well or it can just you know not be helpful at all. Um, for me, it was often not helpful at all. Um, because I didn't pick the right accountability partner. And frankly, I wasn't a good accountability partner. So if you're going to work with an accountability partner, number one, you need to be a good one <laughs> if, if they're on the same journey as you. Um, and, and you need to find someone who follows through and will keep after it. But you also need to be that person. 
And that's probably been one of the reasons why you've been stuck. That was one of the reasons I was stuck is because I wasn't a good accountability partner. So this is an area where you need to level up as much as the person you want to run with. Um, and I don't recommend working with people who let you off the hook easy or who are prone to giving up on themselves. Um, again, I would have been a terrible accountability partner for you. Sorry. Um, this is So this is great if you can find the right person. Um, but you also need to be the right person. Um, and, and this is solid advice here. Um, I think this next one really works well with the two above. Um, leverage social pressure. Now, there's a lot of thoughts around this, and people don't want to get shamed and all this kind of stuff. But hey, um, social pressure can be a powerful force for good if you use it right. Here's what it looks like. Um, Announce what you're doing to family, friends, coworkers, and maybe even on social media. And how to do this is state your goal, say why you're doing it, thank people for their help, and then list your deadline. Without a deadline, you know, a goal without a deadline is just a wish. Um, so here's an example of what that like post on social media might sound like. You could say something like, hey, friends, uncomfortable post for me, because it probably will be, but I need your help. It's time to fully take control of my health and make lasting changes. Now, here's where you state your goal. My goal is to lose, let's say, 25 pounds by September 26th to get my overall health back in check or whatever your reason is. Maybe you're like, because my cholesterol is out of control, because I'm exhausted every day, because I'm not showing up the way I want to, right? Whatever it is, my goal is to lose this number of pounds or it's to get this number um, back in check or whatever. And then say your date. And this adds a little healthy pressure for me. Your support and encouragement is appreciated, and I'll give a weekly update. This is for me, but I'm so glad to have you all in my corner. So that's a good example of like a social media post you could actually lift, and I guarantee you will feel uncomfortable, but that can help if you follow through on the weekly updates. Um, so here's the question you're probably asking yourself now, like what do I do next? Admittedly, this is a lot of stuff. Um, but without these components, long-term results are going to be insanely hard for you unless you're wired like a robot who you just like put a, um, put a quarter in and boom, you just, <laughs> you know, you can just go. Um, and, uh, here's the deal though. I like, if I can do this, I believe you can do this. Um, and there's a couple different approaches. Um, obviously Joelle and I help people with this. Um, you know, you can get a free health assessment with us, reach out. Um, and these four pillars are really how our program is built. We're kind of the easy button for it. A lot of people even save money. Um, but no matter what you do, make sure that these four pillars are integrated um, and do your research. You're going to need to, um, if, you're, if you're doing this on your own or with someone else, you're going to need to figure out what these numbers are for you. But you can. You can do your research. And then you can make a plan. Um, and then you can get after it. Right? And I believe you're worth it. I think your kids want you around. I think your life matters too much to live below your potential. And honestly, even sharing all this is just um, is just reminding myself where I can improve and dial back in. Um, there's there's places. This is a journey, not a destination. Cliche as it is, it's true. And I'm still working on certain things right now. I'm really working to improve my fitness. I've never ever been where I want to be, and so I'm focusing on that um, really hard. And and I'll add that as a final note: exercise is amazing. It's absolutely important. You should do it. We all should do it. But you'll probably notice that it wasn't on my core four, and that's simply because nutrition 
is the most efficient pathway to fat loss. So this was a focus on fat loss. Um, bar none, nutrition is the best way. Um, and exercise, I think, and this is how I've reframed it in my mind, instead of being a strategy to lose weight, I think it's best suited to build the body you want to live in and be able to do the stuff you want to do. So if you reframe exercise and put it in that place, um, then you really can, instead of being like, oh, I have to kill myself in the gym, you can be like, actually, I can hop on my bike and go mountain biking. I really enjoy that. Or I can play sports or, right, exercise can become something that's pleasurable um, instead of punishing because you're not counting on it to lose weight. Um, instead, you're, you're counting on it to help you build the body you want to live in. Um, and I think ultimately to have good community, you need to be good community. Um, so let's help each other out to make positive changes for a lifetime. Um, thank you so much for listening and being on with me. This is a blast for me to do. It's helpful to me and I hope it's helpful for you. Um, Joelle and I just want people to win in their health because it really does unleash your impact awakens your spirit and it turns you into the best version of yourself that you can be and right now i think the world needs us at our best